0: Check one, two. One, two. Welcome to my sci fi special. What is sci fi, you ask? Science fiction. Why, you ask? Because I'm off work, I'm bored, I'm sitting here, I'm like, ugh. So we all benefit from my boredom and my inability to sit inside of my skin. In this episode, we, AKA I, will be discussing some of my favorite sci-fi movies. And you'll be sitting there, you'll be lying there, you'll be crying, you'll be drinking, you'll be doing drugs, you'll be cleaning something, you'll be, I don't know what you guys do when the show is on. In fact, I don't want to know. I got good feedback on the Halloween special, where I discussed some of my favorite scary movies. Not horror movies, but scary movies. So this is why we're doing a sci-fi special. And like all that bored stuff I said earlier. The movies I covered in the Halloween special were Sorry to Bother You, Us, The entire Paranormal Activity franchise, which I literally credit my life to. It has given me so many hours of entertainment. Also, Dark Water, the Japanese version. The movie Eyes Wide Shut with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Don't get me started. Sleepaway Camp, and my number one fave, The Blair Witch Project. And also, on the current events, episode 10-3, Carly and I discussed Midsummer and Hereditary. So there you go. Boom. Scary movie fix. Go look it up. But let's get on with it. Let's not keep talking about annoying things. Okay, I've rung in the episode with the traditional beer hitting Mom's crystal lamp to get everybody focused. So without any further ado, let's move on and get into that sci-fi feeling. Let's start with our first movie, Vanilla Sky. And of course, that's Radiohead. Everything in its right place. Oh, I just can't stop it. Okay, Vanilla Sky is a 2001 American science fiction psychological thriller, film directed, written, and co-produced by Cameron Crowe. Okay, yeah, he did Almost Famous, Jerry Maguire. Singles? Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. 90s movie review coming up. Singles. Jeesh. Okay, anyways, he's like a director. It's an English language adaptation of Alejandro Amendabar's 1997 Spanish film Open Your Eyes, which is very good. I have it on VHS. It was written by Amendabar and Mateo Gil, with Penelope Cruz reprising her role from the original film. Yes. This film has been described as an, quote, odd mixture of science fiction, romance, and reality warp. Oh, that sounds like every day. Okay, I just, I don't wanna give anything away. Will there be spoilers in this? I don't know. Should I say spoiler alert? Okay, I just don't know what's gonna happen. Okay, what is Vanilla Sky about? Vanilla Sky is about a man who has it all, literally. It's like anything you can earthly get, he has. He has money. He has legacy. He has sex with tons of beautiful, quote, people at the drop of a hat. All these things that society tells us that we want and we need to be happy. He seems to have all of these things. The only thing I think I'll give away in this movie is the character is established as, you know, having everything. And he's having his birthday party. And of course he has, like, the best place and the best friends and tons of people and blah blah blah. And... In comes his best friend to the party, his best friend being Jason Lee, y'all know him, from Mallrats, Almost Famous, Chasing Amy. He's sort of like a 90s collectible. So Jason Lee brings Penelope Cruz. I think he picked her up at the library, he said, which was so awesome. And when Penelope Cruz and Tom Cruise eyes meet, it's like they know like this shit's going down everything happens really organically, really fast, and within like, you know, 17 hours or something. And they're locked. So basically the movie is about this man who has it all and can control pretty much every aspect in his life, but then these series of things happen that he can absolutely not control. What else to say about Vanilla Sky? If you're a regular listener, you know I'm sort of obsessed with Tom Cruise. Not in like a sex way, but just like a Scientology, mysterious sexuality. Like, I want to know Tom. Like, I bet he's really interesting. I like people who entertain me, so I can see why I like Tom Cruise. I bet you he would be very entertaining. I'd be like, stop standing on my chair. I'm not Oprah. Remember when he was dancing on that chair when he, like, quote, fell in love with Katie Holmes? Ugh. It's just all so intriguing and mysterious. I know it sounds silly, but it's just like, what's going on over there at Tom's? And not to even mention Nicole Kidman. Anyways, I don't want to get off subject, but here we go. Oh, yes, side note. I'm kind of obsessed with Scientology, too. Well, all religions, really. I'm just kind of obsessed with many religions. And I was curious, when living in LA, when we were doing Living with Ma out there, we would always drive by celebrity houses and just do all this stuff. And uh, we drove by the Scientology Celebrity Center in LA in our Stalking Kirstie Alley episode. Pretty good. So look up that old episode. All those old episodes, I don't even remember what was on there. I just remember I couldn't wait to leave LA and I was like drunk all the time. Okay. Okay, here's a little fun facts about Vanilla Sky. Tom Cruise's separation from his wife, Nicole Kidman, who I love, was announced while he was filming this movie, Vanilla Sky. He broke the news to the cast and crew the day before it went public. Okay. So here's a little interesting things about Vanilla Sky from this book that Carly gave me. It's a Tom Cruise unauthorized biography, which, number one, I call bullshit. I I don't think it's unauthorized. The book talks about, like, how much of a stud Tom is, how straight he is, how much he loves women, how much of a ladies' man he is, and all this crap. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It just sounds fishy to me. But what I love about the book is it talks about Tom's experiences during, like, Meeting Stanley Kubrick for the role of Eyes Wide Shut. It talks about, you know, all these kind of behind-the-scenes, interesting things that happen in these movies. And the Scientology thing. Yeah, and the book is like, oh, Scientology's so great. And yeah, I call BS. I love the book, though. But I think Tom was, like, standing over... I just, like, picture Tom, like, bouncing in some chair, like, over a writer being like, yeah, yeah, put that, put that. Uh I'd be like, sit down! I just imagine he's pretty annoying. But interesting, nonetheless. Okay, so I picked out just a few little interesting things from this book. Hold on, let me turn on my flashlight. Because I'm in my closet. Reading a book. To you. Oh yeah, it's weird. The book talks a lot about 9-11, too. I don't know. Just maybe I'll stop reading this book piece by piece and just read the whole thing and do a a book review. Book club... Tom Cruise, The Unauthorized Biography by Andrew Morton. Gotta love it. Man, it's like, it's so bizarre. During the worldwide publicity for Vanilla Sky, which began in the new year, for the first time, Tom used his star status to aggressively sell Scientology. Noticeably, Penelope joined him as they lobbied American ambassadors in France, Germany, and Spain. All countries hostile to Scientology... So it's like he was the headpiece. I mean, we knew that, but I mean, he was going country to country trying to sell Scientology to help advance the cause of the, quote, religious freedom. Okay, I mean, whatevs. I don't hate any religion. When Vanilla Sky Tour moved to Spain, where Scientology were accused of such crimes as kidnapping, sex fraud, and damaging public health, Penelope's presence in her hometown of Madrid was a significant bonus the fact that a famous Spanish Catholic was prepared to stand shoulder to shoulder with her actor boyfriend, that's right, her and Tom Cruise were a thing, I guess, gave the faith and air of legitimacy to Scientology. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why I got this book out. On the set of Vanilla Sky, Tom seemed very relaxed and jaunty. Even attending a party hosted by his friend, Steven Spielberg, Behind this, i feel so, um, never-ending story right now. If it was just, like, raining outside, it's like I'm reading a book in the dark, out loud, with a flashlight, hoping something happens. Behind the scenes, however, was a man who appears out to control and intimidate his estranged wife and anyone else who felt tempted to step out of line— security on the set, this is on the set of Vanilla Sky, was drastically beefed up. Tom constantly surrounded by five bodyguards. Okay, I don't know who was trying to kick his ass. I just can't. I'm just seeing a bunch of very interesting stuff. Let's just move on. I'm just going to read this book, and then I'll do a book review. So if you guys want to, uh, oh, we can do a book club on a podcast. I'm sold on this book. Tom Cruise, an unauthorized biography by Andrew Morton. I'm gonna start it very soon and then let's just all talk about it. Maybe I'll put you in my closet. Okay, can we just move past this Vanilla Sky thing? I mean, one last interesting, actually, a couple last interesting things about Vanilla Sky. The opening dream scene where Times Square was empty and he's running through, it's his like nightmare sequence, it opens the movie. That was not CGI. They actually cleared all of Times Square on a Sunday morning to do that. It made me think of I Am Legend with Will Smith, where it's all CGI, and you're like, oh, this is so CGI. So I appreciate the fact that they bought out Times Square to not use CGI. Uh... also there's a scene... last thing on Vanilla Sky. There's a scene in a movie and a Carl Jung book is sitting there. Memories, dreams, and reflections. This is something that I can't quite get into right now because I'm just now diving into all this occult symbolism and theology and and all of these kind of things. So so let's move on from Vanilla Sky. Okay, on to the next sci-fi movie that I love. Primer. Primer is a 2004 American science fiction film about the accidental discovery of time travel. The film was written, directed, produced, edited, and scored by Shane Carruth. Shane, what's up? I didn't know you could do all that. He plays Aaron and also stars with David Sullivan. Primer is of note for its extremely low-budget experimental plot structure, philosophical implications, and complex technique dialogue, which Carruth, a college graduate, with a degree in mathematics and a former engineer, chose not to simplify for the sake of the audience. Ah, thank you, Shane. The film collected the grand jury prize at the 2004 Sundance Film Festival before securing a limited release in the United States. It has since gained a cult following. I love it. I love Primer. It's available for free on YouTube. Shane, I don't know if you know that. Is that allowed? I don't know. I always watch it on YouTube, okay, why do I like Primer? I love the part where it said the complex technical dialogue that he kept it in. he didn't dumb it down for the audience. I love that because Hollywood thinks we're so stupid, so they just have to tie up everything in this little bow, and oh, it's so annoying. And one thing I love about Primer is trying to keep up with the dialogue. It's like it's almost like you know, being in Spain and being in a restaurant, trying to order something. It's like you listening, you're listening and you're trying to figure out like, what do I need to say and blah, blah, blah. How do I understand what's going on around me? And that's what Primer's like. You're just trying to decode language that you have no idea what it is, but you're staying up with them. And it's a mind bend and I love Primer and I love the two main characters and there's so much there and it's so great. Primer, Primer, Primer all day long. But it's about these two friends who are very, very smart and very, very driven. And they're... Oh, I love the way they communicate. It's almost without words. They're always finishing other, each other's sentences. They're always in the same paradigm. They're always there. And it's such an interesting flow. It's such an interesting flow. Okay, Primer. Let's just move on. It's a great movie. Free on YouTube seen Primer probably 20 times. And I see something new every time. All these movies that I'm about to talk about, I've seen probably minimum 20 times and noticed something new about them pretty much every time. Okay, moving on to, boy this is very high up there on my list even though it's very mainstream, Interstellar. Interstellar is a 2014 British-American science fiction film directed and produced by Christopher Nolan. He did all the Dark Knight stuff and Inception all that. With my baby Leo, DiCaprio. Memento, remember, with the poor man's Brad Pitt, Guy Pierce. That was huge in the 90s. You weren't cool if you didn't watch Memento in the 90s. I swear it. Oh, he also did Transcendence, starring Johnny Depp, which is actually a satanic movie about transhumanism. Nothing wrong with Satanism. Just saying. Okay. Interstellar, interstellar. Okay, Interstellar Stars. Very nice cast. Matthew McConaughey. Uh normally, but uh just stick with it. Say, man. You got a joint? Uh no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> okay. It was funny when I looked at that alone and then now that I'm here with you guys it's like it's not really that funny. Okay, Matthew McConaughey. Oh yes, Anne Hathaway from The Princess Diaries. Oh my god. Oh yes, Brokeback Mountain. I love her in that. How good is that movie? Oh yes, Rachel Getting Married. I saw that in the theater. The Witches. Yes, with the upcoming Robert Zemeckis film. Okay, we'll see. I might like her. I don't know. The movie also stars Michael Caine. Interstellar, set in a dystopian future where humanity is struggling to survive. The film follows a group of astronauts who travel through a wormhole near Saturn in search of a new home for humanity. Saturn being the darkest of all the planets. Uh, gosh, Interstellar. What's great about Interstellar? Okay, it's kind of like... I guess this is maybe a little spoiler. I really don't know. Uh, It kind of has the planet of the apes thing where, you know, if you get too close to a black hole, time moves slower and... You know, it has the whole mind-bend black hole thing, the space thing, relationships. It's touching. It's dark. It's smart. You learn about space. You learn about space travel. Learn about time. I mean what's not to love? The soundtrack by Hans Zimmer. I mean, geesh. If you don't like Interstellar, you don't understand art. I'd say that to anybody's face. Yep. I mean, Matthew McConaughey, he does mumble sometimes, but it's like... if I... like when I sit down to watch Interstellar, I'm like, okay, I have to like Matthew McConaughey right now. I have to. So find out like what's hot about him or whatever, you know? That's interesting. How great is Interstellar? I'd take it on a second date. Hans Zimmer. The whole soundtrack to Interstellar is just so great. You just lay on my bed and just turn off all the lights and listen to the whole thing. It's so good. He's great and he he just sits there and does it all on a computer and then of course you know scores it out and gives it to you know different musicians but it's you could do this in your closet anybody it's just so great interstellar ah it's just just move on. I need to take a break. Okay. I'm back. Let's move on. A few more movies. Let's just keep it going. Keep it going. The next sci-fi movie. This one, I also credit to years of entertainment holding me, keeping me close and happy just like all of these movies. It's like I've been dating movies my whole life and it's like here we go. Here's the uh, final ones that I love. Coherence. Coherence. Ah. Oh. Coherence. Coherence is also available for free on YouTube. Ooh, do they know that? Is that allowed? I don't know. Oh my god. But I bought it on iTunes because I'm a freak for it. Here we go. I got zero. On the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Miller's Comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. What? And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It tuna must be Miller's you know, Comet. <laughs> Coherence is an American science fiction thriller film directed by James Ward, Burkett, in his directorial debut. Good for him. This film had its world debut on September nineteenth, two 2013 at the Austin Fantastic Fest and stars Emily Baldoni, which I love her. She's a strong female lead that is super smart. And <laughs> It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Women can be smart. Weird. As a woman who must deal with strange occurrences following a comet sighting. This movie's very LA. It's like, it's if you've ever been lived in LA or been in LA and gone to a dinner party in LA it's just like coherence minus like the <laughs> the dimensional stuff you know it's like everything's from whole foods there's an actor there's a musician there's a yoga teacher there's you know like everybody's talking about like what diet they're on everybody's on a cleanse and this person is not drinking wine and what projects they're working on and it's just very like Just everything about it is very L.A. And I'm not knocking that. I just, it's very, I mean, I lived there for 20 years and it's just like, that is like an L.A. dinner party. And so, I don't know, it's just like whenever I'm lonely or I'm sad or whatever, it's like I put on coherence and it's like, I'm there, but I can just be a wallflower. And it's like, you know, it's like, this guy's cute. This girl's cute. That's funny. I love that. And it's just really like, it's a movie that it's it's very, it reminds me of like, like a Martin Scorsese film. Martin Scorsese, all of his movies, it's like you're a fly on the wall and you're seeing something you're not supposed to see. And that's kind of how coherence is. You're just a fly on the wall. You're there and it's just like, whoa. And coherence, I, number one, always see something new every time. And I've read articles about it. I've watched videos explaining it. And I've blah, blah, blah. After I tried to decode the whole thing myself and blah, 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 then I move on to watching videos and reading stuff. I try to do it on my own first. And oh, man, I love coherence. Let's keep it moving. At the end, I'll talk about some movies that have been on my rotation the past little while. This is one that's been my last couple of weeks' rotation. Comforting, amazing. Amazing writing, amazing music, the cast is perfect, just everything about it I love. Another Earth. Another Earth is a 2011 American independent science fiction drama film directed by Mike Cahill. It stars Britt Marling, William Mop Other, and Robin Lord Taylor. Okay, Britt Marling, the main actress in Another Earth. I love Britt Marling. Okay, when I first saw Britt Marling, I was like, oh, okay, I could like her because she looks like the sister Becky from Roseanne slash the Connors." You know, and I kind of grew up with all that. And I was like, okay, Britt Marling looks like Becky. I'm listening. Then I saw the TV show The OA along with four other people on the whole planet. Wonder why it got canceled because me, somebody else I know, another person I know, and just one other person watched The OA and loved it. And then came another Earth. So, yeah, I'm a Brit Marling fan. Hmm. How much do I like Brit Marling? Uh, enough to say I like her work. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Brit Marling. There we go. But if she was, like, on The View, I wouldn't watch. So maybe I'm not that big of a fan, or maybe I just hate The View. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Okay, another Earth, another Earth. Ugh, oh, it's so good. Let's just watch the trailer together. AKA, I'll watch it and you listen, but open your mind's eye, dazzle me. So Another Earth is about a young woman living in a world where another earth just became visible within our earth. So it's like, you're standing outside looking up and there's another earth that's pretty big, very, very, very big, bigger th- way bigger than the moon that's right there next to us lots of symbolism lots of meaning i mean i could go on and on i know it's a podcast i just can't maybe we'll do a whole episode on another earth i just don't even know it's so much there let's just keep going here's the trailer this is dr joan Tellus, the united states planet earth do you read me is anyone out there That's good, y'all. Hello. This is Dr. John what, what does this that mean? I don't understand what Kimberly. that means. Okay. Uh this lady in charge of NASA is trying to communicate with the other Earth, and that scene right there was that. Okay, two more movies. Let's just keep it going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This movie is also free on YouTube. Oh my lord. Death and Absentia aka known as absentia sometimes absentia is a 2011 american independent supernatural horror film written edited and directed by mike flanagan oh yes and this movie was funded by uh kickstarter so that was pretty darn interesting courtney bell stars as a pregnant woman whose missing husband briefly reappears after an unexplained seven-year absence uh death and absentia Folklore, mystery, the characters are all interesting. There's uh, Asian horror ideas and tricks, and it's beyond psychological. Many, many horror tricks. Very, very, very scary. Great ideas. I bet you the person who did this, Mike Flanagan, my Irish brother. I mean, he has to be into Japanese an Asian horror. Thai horror. Oh, so good. It is so psychological. It touches you in places in your brain you honestly didn't know existed, and it just opens your mind and goes, what? That's why I love Thai horror. Japanese horror. So there's a lot of elements in that in this movie, which I love. Okay, the last movie. This almost didn't make it, but I was like, oh, it has to make it. Altered states. Altered States is a 1980 American science fiction horror film directed by Ken Russell, based on the novel of the same name by playwright and screenwriter Patty Chayefsky. The film was adapted from Chayefsky's only novel and his final screenplay. Oh. He just cashed it in. He did one thing. Man, I could see him sitting at his desk being like, "All right, this is it. And man, it kind of took off. Both the novel and the film are based in part on John C. Lilly's sensory deprivation research conducted in isolation tanks under the influence of psychoactive drugs like mescaline, ketamine, and LSD, all the favorites from high school. Yes. Now, okay, that was pretty big in LA whenever I left, like maybe like the last three years of LA, everybody was doing the sensory deprivation stuff. And I wanted to, you know, the only reason why I didn't, I mean, this may be crazy, but I don't think so. It's like you have to get naked. Like, I don't mind taking drugs. I I like to go on sober experiences. I want to go on drug experience. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'll go on biggest trips ever. Like, and sometimes being in love is a big trip. And sometimes finding a new friend is a huge trip. You know, it's crazy. But the reason why I didn't do the sensory deprivation tank is because I didn't want to get naked and then like get in this tank. It's like I couldn't be vulnerable. Like if I ever get like baller status, I'm going to have my own sensory deprivation tank. Okay. And trust, I'll be in that shit all the time. But like some dude in LA that like I I know the place, he like it's like I'm basically like a music studio where this dude like has a sensory deprivation tank set up in freaking Santa Monica. And, like, I'm like, I know there's cameras in here. I would never get naked in a place like that. I wouldn't even get in a bathing suit in front of that dude. Anyways, this movie's good. He's like this Ivy League professor who's, like, you know, holier than thou and attractive and, you know, not afraid to do anything and cutting edge. And he'll do anything in the name of science. And he, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's just like, whatever. where's turtlenecks? And smokes pot. You know what I mean? It's just like... But it's so great. It's a great movie. It's kind of a love story, too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Altered states. And, yeah, the main guy's cute. Okay, let's close up this special sci-fi... What did I call it? Sci-fi special. (laughs) I kept it simple. Okay. I just wanted to close up with some movies I've been watching lately. Some things I've been reading blah blah blah. How have I been entertaining myself lately? And maybe, you know, if you guys are interested in this podcast and like it, you might like these things as well and like blah blah blah. You feel me? Oh yes. Things that have been on rotation. Okay, I just finished a book called The Dark Path. It's by this guy named Isaac Weishaupt and it's about decoding occult symbolism in pop culture. It's good. It's available on Amazon. He has a very interesting podcast, too, which I subscribe to his Patreon. That's how good it is. He's the only podcast I'll pay for. It's called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. Love it. Okay, movies I've been watching. Yes, I've been on the paranormal activity, the marked ones. It's fun hanging out with those people in L.A. while they sneak into churches and do witch ceremonies and conjure up demons. Pretty fun. Hanging out with those guys, light and fireworks, paranormal activity, the marked ones. Oh yes, this movie. I hear the angels singing. In my opinion, not joking. The greatest love story ever told. Secretary. This 2002 film explores the intense relationship between a dominant lawyer and his submissive secretary. The submissive secretary being Maggie Gyllenhaal and the lawyer being... Beautiful. James Spader. James Spader. Okay, funny story about Maggie Gyllenhaal. This is actually a good story. As everybody knows, if you listen to the podcast, I lived in LA. I'm just going to stop saying that. In LA, part of the time I lived in the valley and I shopped at this Whole Foods. And it was the day before Thanksgiving, about 10 years ago. I was in Whole Foods and I saw Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I was like, oh my God, there's Maggie Gyllenhaal. And then later I went to Whole Foods to get dinner and then I saw Jake Gyllenhaal and I was like, oh my God, there's Jake Gyllenhaal. So my, the theory I made in my head since it was the day before Thanksgiving is that their parents lived around there. And even though Maggie's in Secretary and like the best movie ever and Jake Gyllenhaal, back Mountain and whatever else his cute self is in, their parents were like, go to Whole Foods and get this. And they're like, okay, so there you go. No matter who you are, you still have to like do what your parents say. Okay, what are we talking about? We, aka me, alone in my closet? Okay, I think that's it. If you go to the website monoano.com, m-o-n-o-o-n-n-o.com, you can see some live deer and animal cams there. I mean, that's pretty much it. I just hang out in my room, watch these movies, read these books, and watch deer cam or go out on my deck and sit and look at the, uh, moon or the, uh, woods. I mean, that's it. So I hope you enjoyed the sci-fi special. I guess that's it.